Hi, this is Paul Puckett. Welcome to Getting There. Well, you've reached Getting There. You're listening to Getting There, the money show that focuses on your life, a show that hopes to make you think and give you perspective that will allow you to live your life without the unnecessary stress relating to your investment portfolio and your money. Well, speaking of stress, today is November 9th, the day after the election. About half of you are not happy today. And about half of you are happy today. But what effect for all of us as investors, if any, does the election have on how you should be invested? Today we're going to talk more about money and adapting to what may be a change in, um, well, it is a change in leadership, but might indicate changes in the investment markets. And if so, what would those be? What, would sh- what should we be watching for? Keeping in mind, what we really should be doing is enjoying our lives, but, but taking the occasional moment, a very important moment, to make sure our portfolio is on track. Since I mentioned that, in the ideal world to me, once you have spent the bulk of the time needed for your portfolio, which is the very beginning, choosing an advisor, setting your ass allocation, deciding how you wish to invest the money, and getting professional advice on whether that's a good idea or not, what you really should be doing. Once you've done that, monitoring it quarterly, looking at it a little more seriously on an annual basis, the rest of the time you should be living your life. You should be out and having fun. But it would be irresponsible of me not to look at the election yesterday with the perspective of what does it mean for you? What does it mean when there's a new kid in town? begins to play 
So some of you are happy there's going to be a new kid in town, and he's bringing friends. Some of you don't want to hear it, but we have to accept there is going to be a new kid in town. And that may mean significant changes to things like the Affordable Care Act, which you may or may not realize, particularly if you haven't yet retired, but you are planning to, uh, even before the Affordable Care Act, although it's much worse now, the, the biggest expense people often do not anticipate when they wish to retire early is health insurance. You know, you, you've prepared for, hopefully, for 
the income you need prior to taking Social Security or you wouldn't be able to retire early in the first place. But did you prepare for an additional twelve dollars to $18,000 in insurance premiums? You know, if you're 58, 59, you're pushing 800 to 1300 a month, and that's not including a big whopping deductible, typically around five grand. So it's a significant expense in retirement. Well, the new kid in town, Donald Trump, has pledged to repeal the Affordable Care Act, which, which quite frankly, from a financial standpoint, only worked for those who were subsidized. And, of course, the middle income had to pay for that subsidy. So I believe, long-term, it'll be a good thing to get that bill repealed. Short-term, it's going to mean some volatility. It's going to mean if you're thinking of retiring early, you may want to pin down what those health insurance costs may be and budget for double what you think they may be. I believe they'll be coming down over time. But... Over what time period? Well, one of the things you'll find out on this show is I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know anybody who does that's accurate. Something to be aware of, something something to focus on. You know, it's, it's, um, it's interesting. I've been in the industry almost 30 years, and I've seen lots of changes at the political level, um, world level. Um, and, and, and people worry about the market. And today, a lot of people thought the Dow was going to open dramatically down. Well, it may close dramatically down. Who knows? But it actually opened slightly up and then went down and then came back up to about even. These short-term moves, you shouldn't even look at. They're not relevant. Your portfolio, particularly in the equity market, should be long-term money, and there's no reason to look at it every second. Let me let me explain it to you this way, or I want you to think of it this way. Who notices a child's growth more, parents or grandparents? Who notices, say, a six-year-old becomes a seven-year-old, and who says, my, how you've grown, the parents or the grandparents? Well, the grandparents do. Often, they don't see the child all the time. So they're thrilled to see their grandchild, and they notice the difference between three months, six months, whenever it was they last saw them, and the day they see them. And they go, wow, look how much you've grown. Look how your hair's grown, whatever. The same thing applies to your investment portfolio. If you look at it all the time, you're never going to notice the growth. You're just not. And you're going to have all the stresses that go with parenting as opposed to the pleasures of being a grandparent and just sort of watching it all take place. I'm not a grandparent yet, but I'm hoping that's the way it works out. I've been told it does. Let's let's just get the disclosure in there, too. Um, I'm Paul Puckett, host of this show, Getting There. I'm an investment advisor representative of Q1 Advisors, a registered investment advisory firm located in Virginia Beach, Virginia, serving clients in Virginia, North Carolina, and Florida, where I live. I'm also an independent insurance agent based in Bradenton, Florida, serving clients in Florida and Virginia. Everything you hear on this show, everything you hear on this show is intended, hopefully, to either make you feel better help you relax or make you think, "Mm, maybe that's something I should consider. Hmm. It is not intended as specific advice. Now, I do give lots of specific advice. I give that to people I call clients. Those people, I can only give that advice to. Why? Well, because I've got all the information I need 
from them. I know their portfolio. I know their assets. I know their plans. But if you're a listener to this show, you very well may. I mean, 48 of the 50 states are not states I do business in. So, A, I can't help you specifically. And, B, I don't know you. I mean, I, I probably would love to get together for a cup of coffee. We would probably get along great. But right now, I don't know you. So if you hear me suggest any specific investment or insurance product, it's for your consideration and for you to talk to your professional about. If you're in Southwest Florida or Hampton Roads area of Virginia, you are welcome to call me. But you don't have to. My goal on this show is to help you live without stress relating to your money and hopefully help you get a better return on your investment portfolio and prepare properly for your retirement. So that's the disclosure. Well, you know, I've never played this song to my knowledge on the show. See, this time I'm actually warning you a song is coming up. But I think it's really good advice all the time and especially good advice for the 50% of you, slightly more than 50% actually from a voting standpoint, who were not happy with the results of the election. So don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. Just take it easy.
somehow the Eagles just seemed appropriate for the opening two songs on today's show. They just did. And I do think taking it easy and don't let, you know, you really shouldn't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. You may lose and you may win. Hmm. Let's, let's focus on how we avoid loss and win. One way is we do not attempt to time the market. Why? Two reasons. I'm going to give you the least important first. It's just the way I do things. The least important reason is you are unlikely to do it successfully on a regular basis. You may win occasionally, but often the losses are bigger than the wins when you try to time the market. You miss the ups and you got a real problem. So we recommend, check with your professional, but this particular piece of advice is more general in nature. We recommend, once you buy, particularly if it's funds, we pretend, we pretend, we tend to use, we don't pretend, we actually do. We tend to use exchange-traded funds, um, I do with my clients, because they offer diversity at a very low cost. Hmm. So once we're in them, okay, so the market falls, whatever, it goes up, we're in. We're in over the long term, why? Because equity investing is long term. Hmm. So take it easy. Speaking of taking it easy, the primary reason I like that idea is not investment return. The primary reason I like the idea, the concept, the strategy of buying a portfolio of diversified exchange-traded funds and then holding them for the most part, rebalancing periodically, but for the most part, not paying any attention to short-term market movements, is because isn't your life better when you're not staring at a computer screen, when you're not following the market constantly, when you feel a need at 9.30 a.m. or really 9.25 a.m. to make sure you know what the market's going to do when it opens? Maybe you check at 6 o'clock when you're at the coffee shop. Where are futures? Ten minutes later, I wonder where they are now. That's not a healthy way to live. I mean, if you enjoy it, and I do mean truly enjoy it, I have met a few people that I can honestly say I believed them when they told me. But Paul, I, it gives me something to do. I'm retired. I enjoy. Okay. All right. As long as it's not stressing you out, as long it's, as it's not replacing something else you could be doing. You know, maybe you should do some volunteer work. Go play some golf. Spend some time with the grandkids. Read a book. Whatever. You know, I like to refinish furniture and... Um, I'm uh, also like to work with leather. I'm repairing uh, one of my dad's briefcases. It's very relaxing. It's a lot more fun than staring at what the market's doing. And I'm a professional, for heaven's sakes. One of the first things I learned when I went independent in 2001 is that those weekly portfolio management meetings I used to go to regularly at the bank, well, maybe they actually hurt return because meetings tend to make you think you need to do something when maybe you don't. So let some of that stuff go. And for, for heaven's sakes, yes, okay, politically you may be thrilled. Politically you may be upset. You're going to need to let that go too at some point. I realize big changes in leadership can result in stress that has nothing to do with your investment portfolio. My purpose today is to let you know, work through that and let it go.
because stress is not good for you physically. There's lots of proof of that. Now, you know, the Eagles, one of my favorite groups, I, although I, I always think of the Jeff Bridges and the Big Lebowski whenever I hear the Eagles now, because as I recall, the taxi driver played the Eagles and he made some comment about not the Eagles and the taxi driver threw him out of the car. And ever since then, I can't listen to the Eagles without picturing Jeff Bridges portraying Jeff Lebowski in the movie The Big Lebowski. Not a bad post-election movie. It'll certainly take your mind off anything stressing you. But there are other artists who've done songs that might be fun. Hmm. What, what about... what? Hey, maybe what we've got is a funky president. Funky. Nasty. Hey, listen to the man. Yeah. Godfather. Hey, baby. Oh, bloody. People, people, gotta get over before we go under. Raise up. 
even if maybe, okay, all right, let's push the envelope. We probably don't have a funky president, although he does have funky hair. But who better than James Brown to put a smile on your face after the election? And if you're already smiling, what perfect funky music for you to dance to while you're celebrating. So see, as I see it, that song works on multiple levels for all of you out there, even those of you who didn't vote because you just couldn't choose between the particular two candidates we had. But my goal is not to become a political commentator, analyst, or critic, rather to assist you in ignoring the noise, ignoring the things that you don't need to pay attention to. However, as promised, this will not be the first time, for those of you who listen to the show, that you've heard me say this, but it's just necessary. There are these things called new listeners, and there are those of you who've heard me say it, and you still haven't done anything about it. You think, how can he know that? How can he possibly know that? Well, I do. Well, I do. I also have no intention of becoming a psychic, but nonetheless, whether Clinton won or Trump won or Johnson won or any of the other candidates won, what is certain is that you should not be invested in bond funds today or yesterday or tomorrow. Why? Well, let's start with the exception. If you have high-yield bond funds, totally different animal. Totally different animal. High-yield bond funds, well, they used to call them junk bonds, but nobody, who wants to buy junk bonds? High yield, boy, that sounds good. It's the same thing. High yield bonds are bonds issued by companies that, well, their credit's not the best. So they have to pay more, which gives them a high yield. Hmm. The performance of high yield bond funds is more similar to the performance of the stock market. Why? Well, because economic growth means those companies, assuming they don't mess up things on their own, and some of them do, can pay the interest they owe on the bonds and ultimately pay back the principal. That's a good thing. Economic uh, recession, when the economy falls, well, that's not very good for high-yield bond funds, similar to the stock market. But every other bond fund out there, okay, that's not high-yield, the primary driver of the performance of a bond fund is the movement of interest rates. Okay, so interest rates go down, the value of your bond fund goes up. Cool. Interest rates go up, the value of your bond fund goes down. Hmm. Where interest rates currently are, there are three possible scenarios. Three, okay? One, interest rates continue going down and your bond fund does okay. I say does okay because with interest rates as low as they are, sure, they can go negative, but let's just say it's easier to fall from a, a 10% yield lower than if you're sitting at one and a half to two and a half percent. Hmm. Just not a whole lot of room there to make more money off the growth of the money as interest rates fall. Well, pretty much for 30-something years, all we've seen is interest rates falling with the occasional tick-up. 2013, oh boy, I'm going to get the wrong year. Um, I believe it was 2013 rates went up and recovered in 14, which was good. But that, that bond interest rates tend to 
trend very long term. I just mentioned 30 years. So option number two, okay, interest rates don't fall, so you don't get the benefit of falling rates to build the value of your portfolio. I realize that's backwards. Professionals would call it an inverse relationship, but let's avoid the jargon and the headache and just say they move backwards, okay? They do the opposite of whatever rates do. But the interest rates can also stay level. That's pretty much what they've been doing. And if that's the case, I guess it's okay to own bond funds, except you still have the risk of rates going up, which I'll explain in a minute. And what are you getting in exchange for that risk? Well, not much. Not much. You can, you can lose more. Well, that's moving to the, to, the, to the third option. Let's move to the third option. Rates go up, which they will eventually do. And when rates go up, what happens to the value of a bond fund? Well, as I just said, it's backwards. Bond funds lose money. So, you know, if you're earning, say, in the Vanguard Total Bond Index Fund or its ETF pair match, if you're earning, say, 2.2, 2.5%, and rates go up a point, and that particular fund has around a seven-year duration, then you're still going to be getting that 2.5% yield, but you just lost 7% of your principal. And that was on a one-point increase. Hey, Paul, yeah? What if it's more than one? Well, then it's more than 7%. Basically, if you look at the duration on any fund you own, you can go to Morningstar.com, variety of investment websites, and you can see what the duration is of your fund. That duration is an estimate of the principal loss or gain when interest rates rise, and you lose that amount, or fall, and you gain that amount. And it's it's the amount they would rise or fall based on a one-point move, 1% move in interest rates. So if you're listening to me and you've heard me before and you still own bond funds, what's the solution? If you're hearing me for the first time and you go, you know, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. What's the solution? Well, and you can use this with your professional, or I'll be happy to work with you if you're in Southwest Florida or in... Does that sound like a commercial? It does to me. The purpose isn't the commercial. The purpose is to make sure that most of you who listen to the show know I can't help you. Unless you're in Southwest Florida or Virginia, I can't. I mean, I could. I'd have to get licensed in your state and drive all over the place. But I, I, it's, uh, it's big enough for me, Southwest Florida and Southeastern Virginia. All right. Retirement Income Lock is just a name. Well, it's the name of my second book. And it's just a name for a strategy. That's all it is. But it's a strategy that's been around for quite a while. Here's what we do. We keep your equities invested. But if you say currently have an investment portfolio that's 60% equities and 40% fixed income or bonds, we simply shift the fixed income portion to fixed annuities or indexed annuities, or ultimately when rates start coming back a little bit, certificates of deposit, safer principal guaranteed places to park your money so that you don't lose money when interest rates rise. Right now, there's more risk in the fixed income portion of your portfolio than there is in the equity portion, in my humble but professional opinion. Well, you can probably hear my um, voice going a little bit here. I need a refreshment. Maybe you do too. 
here's a place I'd like you to go. Hi, this is Paul Puckett. As you may know, I love coffee. My friends would tell you I don't love coffee. It's an obsession, and not just any coffee. Espresso. If you're in the Bradenton area, one of the jewels of Bradenton is Old Main Street, and you'll find a coffee shop, B-Town Coffee, with a great alley and awnings and fans to keep you cool in the summer and in the shade, free Wi-Fi, and quite frankly, the best hot dog in town. Stop by. You'll enjoy B-Town Coffee. I do love my espresso and B-Town if you're in the Bradenton, Florida area. Oh, what a great place. It's I mean it just is. Atmosphere, great coffee, best hot dog in town. I often forget to tell you the best Cuban sandwich in town. And if you just want to hang out somewhere and sit in the shade with a fan. I mean, it's just, it's like stepping back in time. Very relaxing. For those of you who are upset today, maybe a nice little shot of espresso, a latte, a cappuccino, a mocha. They have awesome ice cream as well. Will assist you in getting through the results of this election. Now, by the way, just so you know, I didn't support either candidate. Um, I, I really didn't. Um, I believe votes should be private. I wish everybody would keep theirs private, and that would make my Facebook reading much more enjoyable. But, you know, hey, that's just one of the things you can wish for, but you can control that, or at least how much of it you see. So this retirement income lock concept, what, what am I talking about? Where do you get it? Well, it's just taking a standard ass allocation investment management approach, dumping the risky part in the bond funds and replacing them with safer, well, I'm going to define safety for you, safer insurance products, certificates, deposits with the bank if you can get a decent rate. But even if you can't get a decent decent rate, if if you've got some bias against fixed annuities, variable annuities are awful. But if you just can't, mm, can't do it, Paul, well, CDs, you still don't lose money when rates go up but you don't make much safety. I just decided that is too big a concept to cover in the time we have today. But let me just give you a hint. Nothing, nothing is truly safe from everything. Nothing is truly safe from everything. So on the one hand, a certificate of deposit or a U.S. treasury owned individually, not in a fund. Hey, you're not going to lose any money. It's guaranteed. Well, yeah, but over time, inflation may reduce your spending power. Is it safe to have less spending power? Hmm. Bet you don't have to think too long about that. Of course not. So, And that's why you have to have growth in your portfolio, no matter how old you are. You do. Hmm. I think, I think... We need to start thinking positively, those of you who aren't, and those of you who are euphoric, you need to maybe tone it down a bit and think rationally. You need, I know what you need. You need focus. You know, what you need is the eye of the tiger.
Survivor, the song Eye of the Tiger, you may recall from the movie Rocky. Rocky. Hmm. Maybe I need more espresso. I was up late. Rocky. You know, I'm not going to tell the story right now due to limited time because I have another song I want to play before the end of the show. It's, it's the Come Together song. It's not, that's not the name of it. Okay. The story of the movie Rocky and what Sylvester Stallone did when he put the whole thing together and refused to sell his idea is the reason why you know who Sylvester Stallone is. Eye of the Tiger, Focus, is, is, look at all the rhythm of that song. Man, you want to get up. If you saw the movie, you're like, I need to go put on my boxing gloves and beat a bag for a little while, or I need to get on my bicycle, or I need to go run, I need to get some exercise. Hey, speaking of which, if you want to find balance, bring down your euphoria, or bring up your oh my, go for a walk outside in nature, away from the roads and the honking cars. If you do and you encounter a tiger, in spite of the rhythmic intensity of the song you just heard Survivor play, I the Tiger, the truth is, when you see a wild animal, like a tiger, and you look into their eyes, you almost see nothing and everything all at one time. There's a... Ah, wow, okay, it's, they, they, I've looked into the eyes of some... I've never looked in the eye of a tiger, but I've, I've seen some animals in my time. There, there's like an empty everything. There, there's pure... Pure focus. And that can be very good unless you misapply it. I think you apply some pure focus to your money at times. But in general, I'd really prefer you put your focus on whatever makes you happy in life. Your time and your life are infinitely more valuable than your money. Now, does that mean money's not important? No. As I have said, and will continue to say, money is just a tool, a very important tool. But nonetheless, just a tool. Okay, well, that was my attempt. We're not done yet, but so far, that this, this show is my attempt to assist some of you in recovering from yesterday's election, last night's results, and some of the rest of you to take a chill pill, okay? It's not as wonderful as you think. And for those of you who are down, it's not as bad as you think. As a matter of fact, this type of event happens often across history. Changes in leadership, changes in attitudes, changing in latitudes. Nothing remains quite the same. And guess what? That's not the song I'm playing. <laughs> no, I think it's safe to say all we're seeing, all we're experiencing is just part of the circle of life.
But all our agree is to join the stampede. You should never take more than you give in the circle of life. It's the wheel of fortune. It's the leap of faith. It's the battle. Sir Elton John, The Circle of Life. If you've never seen the Lion King movie or gone to Animal Kingdom, Disney 
theme parks, such as Disney World in Florida, and seeing the live performance, oh my, may I suggest that might be one way to celebrate or escape from whatever it is that you are feeling today. It's not the end of the world, and it's not the solution to the world's problems. It's simply a change. It's part of the circle of life. You know, I hope you can appreciate what I'm trying to do today, and more importantly, I hope it actually works for some of you. It's important to me, and I hope it's important to you, that we find a way to keep our money in its place as a tool, that we use that money when needed to improve our lives, and that we remember to spend less than we earn and actually put some money away in an emergency fund initially, and then ultimately in an investment portfolio, so that eventually that tool becomes the key to you being able to retire with more money than you dreamed possible. If you spend less than you earn, hey, listen, particularly millennials, which incidentally, research indicates they may have figured this out. The more time you have, the easier it is to build wealth. But no matter how old you are, I can tell you this, if you spend less than your peers, you will have more than most of them. There's always the person out there that gets lucky or they create their own luck. They patent an invention and they make a fortune. But you can't bank on that. You can't. First job, don't spend all the money, even if it's not much. Make sure your rent or your mortgage are in line with what your budget is. And make sure that when things happen in Washington or anywhere else, they don't send you into a tailspin that makes you do anything dumb with your money. You'll notice, I didn't do any updates on, well, what's the market doing this afternoon? Because in the long term, it really doesn't matter. Now, I know some of you are shaking your heads going, this guy's a professional. He just told me it really doesn't matter. Well, I can tell you this. The market crash of 87 was right after I got my license. Couldn't have happened at a better time. It taught me that when something does what it is expected to do, meaning at some point, correct, crash, depress, recess, whatever, it's temporary. It's temporary. The people that react to it, generally speaking, are the ones that get burned in the long term. It just, it is better to have a strategy than a tactic. And the strategy is long-term in nature, long-term investment. Enjoy your life. Be a part, you are anyway, of the circle of life. Hmm. That sounds sort of comforting, doesn't it? If all of this is just the way it happens, then keep the focus of that tiger. Take it easy. Don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. You know, let's hope. Maybe. He certainly has funky hair. Maybe he is, deep down, hidden where we can't quite tell. A funky president. I love James Brown. You know, you just... You just have to focus on what's important to you and what makes you happy. And the rest, get it done if you have to or let it go if you need to. Well, all right, maybe the day after the election is too soon to tell you all that. But I just want you to have some perspective. 
healthy, happy, stress-free people tend to have better lives. Well, they do have better lives. And they tend to have better investment returns. Okay, we're coming towards the end of this episode of Getting There. I hope you enjoyed the show. And I hope you'll get out in nature, take a walk in the park, a bike ride. Get out and do something fun. It'll do you good. Enjoy the rest of your week.